Ever since you can remember, you felt something in your chest telling you to move, to love, to speak, to try. Day after day, you pretend you don't hear it calling, or maybe you dismiss it as silliness or worse. But it's there, ready for you, and it will wait for you as long as you need. My name is Johnny G, and I invite you to join me on a journey of awakening as we dare to embrace our light. This is Refractive. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Refractive. I'm your host, Johnny G. Today, I have with me Hallie Brooks. She is the founder and CEO of Live Nourished. She's a certified functional medicine nutrition counselor, nationally board-certified health and wellness coach, Fox 21 fitness and nutrition expert, and a fierce advocate of functional medicine and health coaching. Her self-education in nutrition and exercise began in 2014 when she battled and overcame her own serious GI issues, including IBS and SIBO. Through her own process of finding wholeness, health, and healing for herself, as well as her education and experience with clients, Hallie has learned that living a nourished life takes more than just eating healthy or working out. Hallie teaches that true health is a blend, not only of physical health, but also mental and spiritual well-being. And you know uh, that that's something that is our jam here on Refractive. She's built a thriving functional medicine coaching practice that works with clients in all the key areas of wellness. That includes movement, nutrition, mindset, resilience, relationships, and self-care. Her life mission is to encourage, empower, and free women by teaching healing. And it's our good luck that we have her here today. Welcome, Hal. <laughs> How are you today? It's, I'm wonderful. It's a delight to be here, Johnny. Thank you for having me. Yeah, fantastic. So this is such a wonderful topic for me. It's it's an episode unlike my others because we tend to do deep dives into spirituality or authentic living. Like sometimes my episodes mm-hmm. focus on career choice and things because uh you know that's such an important part of living authentically, but we don't often focus on um I guess more physical wellness on this show. And so I'm really interested in digging a little bit deeper into that and looking at how investing in my physical wellness in my temple is an important part of also having spiritual fitness at the same time. And I think you're the perfect person to talk about that. So I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. And I've listened to some of your episodes too. So it's fun to, to get to see how all these pieces come together. That's awesome. So I want to start off with really something that I think is foundational to this conversation. What is a health coach? I'm a coach, but I'm a spiritual coach and I'm a career coach, but I am not a health coach. And so I'm I'm interested in hearing what is that role? And my head immediately goes to the idea of like a nutritionist or a dietitian. And I know that these two things are different. So I'm interested to hear what the contrast is. Yeah, absolutely. So a health coach is someone who's walking alongside you. They're an ally in your journey for physical well-being. And so we work with nutrition, we work with movement, we work with stress reduction, we work around relationships, what relationships are healthy for you, what aren't. We have a really wide scope of practice and we cover all of those pieces. I'm duly certified and all of my team are duly certified. So we're nutrition counselors and health coaches. One of the big difference between say like registered dietitians or traditional nutritionists and health coaches is nutritionists and dietitians, they 
can prescribe you a meal plan. They can tell you how many ounces of chicken to eat on a Tuesday, but a lot of their scope of practice stops there. They can't really go further than that. And what I found the reason I chose the direction that I chose, cause I was looking at an RD degree or a, a nutritionist degree. And the reason I chose the way that I went is because I can have all the knowledge in the world about what nutrition is right for your body. What movement is right for your body but my knowledge doesn't do anything for transformation in your life unless we can work through the behavior change pieces that are actually going to help you grab onto that on a Friday afternoon and make life changes. And so the nutritional counselor piece that expands our scope of practice to be able to work through, you know, the emotional pieces of food and how we connect with food and the family pieces of food. So it's a huge piece of that. And then the health coach piece expands our practice as well so that we're not just focusing on food. We're focusing on you as a whole human and a whole person and all of these pieces that go into making you well, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Okay. All right. That's great. Like I, I, I really feel, I feel like I kind of am starting to get it, especially looking through the lens of how I practice coaching with my clients and just kind of pivoting, you know, maybe not 180 degrees, maybe like 40 degrees over where, you know, the area of focus for our action plans is a little bit different, but a lot of the perspective and intentionality and methods seem to be fairly aligned. Is that your impression as far as how health coaching might relate to a more generic form of life coaching? Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't have said that better. Totally. Yes. Now, one thing that I, I I don't know, I talk about it on, on, on the episode sometimes, but you may not know about this, this about me is that I, well, I'm a a compulsive overeater. I'm I I have, Mm a history of compulsive binge eating. And um, throughout my life, different compulsions have really brought me to my knees, right? It was alcohol for a while um, where, you know, my life was chaos from that. (laughs) And uh, I went into a program to help me with that. And then once I put down the alcohol, I didn't have my medicine, right? To like, to soothe the raw nerves inside of me, right? So I had used alcohol to cope with the difficulty of life. And once I no longer had alcohol, it's like, you know how when you pull a hangnail off and it's like, <laughs> like it, if you touch it, it's like pure fire. It's like yes. all my nerves are like pure fire because I don't ah! have any medicine. Yes. Yes. And so food, which I was a heavy kid, you know, my mom was, 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 my mom and I ate together during hard times. And like, so there was kind of that well-worn neural pathway of like using food uh, as medicine. And, um, and I ended up ballooning up to 425 pounds. And, you know, I I was on six prescriptions to regulate my body chemistry. And uh, I, I, I I quit my career because I couldn't function physically anymore. And which then like, I lost my home and I declared bankruptcy and I ended up living on my mom's living room floor, like in my thirties, uh, at that point strapped to a CPAP machine, like, and I was ready to die. I was ready to die. I was like, listen, nobody with a 60 inch waist who has just declared bankruptcy, who has been socially isolated for over a year, who has no career left, who like nobody bounces back from all of this. Like I'm ready to die. Like I, Hey, you know what? I had some adventures and, um, I just, I see the writing on the wall and, um, 
it wasn't until someone gave me a loving nudge into uh, a program to help me with my, with my compulsive eating that my entire life was given back to me. Um, it just, it took two years in two years, I lost 200 pounds. My career was higher than it ever had been. Uh, my entire life, my love life was short, everything, everything bounced back. And it, 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 and, and I see today, I know I'm talking a lot. I want to turn it back. But you know, what, what, what I see today is that that was what cracked me open and made me ready for a spiritual awakening. And it was because of that that my whole life changed to this trajectory that I'm on now, where like, Mm. I am here to shine my light as brightly as I can. And maybe other people might be curious about that and want to start doing it for themselves as well. It's why I'm a coach. It's why I have this podcast. It's it's the whole reason behind why I live today. And, you know, so I look at the work that you're doing uh, to wrap up this long tangent. (laughs) I look at the work that you're doing with kind of wellness and tying together physical wellness with mental wellness and emotional wellness and all of that. And I really get it. I get it because Mm -hmm. when I poisoned myself with my drug of choice, my food, I couldn't access my emotions. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't make rational choices. Um, My body my body's distress overrode everything else. And I lived in a fog for years. And, yep. and so I just really have a lot of respect and value for what you do. Mm, thank you. I have chills. That's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Thank you. So yeah. listen, if someone here is like, okay, I'm ready to have a new career. I'm ready to kind of, uh, of change what I'm doing. I don't want to be an accountant anymore. I don't want to be an HR anymore. You know, uh, I don't want to operate this banana stand anymore. Uh, I <laughs> yep. want to be, I want to be a wellness coach. I want to be a health and wellness coach. How would someone even embark on that, on that journey? What is the process? What are the qualifications? Uh, what would you recommend? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So health and wellness coaching currently in the U.S. is a pretty unregulated industry, which is really dangerous. Um, There are green states and red states. So green states, you can call yourself a health coach tomorrow if you want to. Um, I don't recommend that super bad for your credibility and really dangerous for your clients. Um, You know, this day and age, anyone who sells an MLM product and eats vegetables can call themselves a health coach. And that's, that's just really inaccurate. Like just because you have, you know, found a product anyway, that's sort of me being on a soapbox. But if you're looking for a health coach, find someone who is nationally board certified and find someone who has been through a training program that is focused on behavior change, focused on scope of practice, and actually will keep you safe. Um, I'm going to tell a story and then I'm going to come back to that answer. How do you actually become a health coach? So we have a client who we just signed up last week who came to us. She went to another person who called himself a health coach. I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know his scope of practice, but, um, she went to him for weight loss and for lowering cholesterol. He put her on whatever program he does. It included 22 supplements, which that should be a warning sign right out of the gate. Like you should never be on 22 supplements ever for any reason. I mean, I don't know anything. Yeah. That feels like like a Costco sized tub. Never. Like you should maybe be on three to five. You should never be on 22. Anyway, paid him 250, no, sorry, $2,500 
for a three month program, put her on 22 supplements, which were not included in the program. They were paid outside of that. And what happened is her cholesterol levels went up, her liver and kidney markers went up and she gained weight. Oh my God. Um, and yeah, super dangerous. And that's kind of, that's like the, the worst case scenario of the health, co- health coaching world. I guarantee you that guy is not board certified. I like that is someone who's selling products. So whether you're looking for a health coach or you're looking to be a health coach, do not be that guy. Please do not be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking to switch careers and going to health coaching, there's two programs that I really like. One is um, Institute for Functional Medicine, Functional Medicine Health Coaching Academy. They set you up to be able to sit for boards. Um, when you sit for boards, it's the National Board of Medical Examiners. So the same board that certifies brain surgeons certifies you. And that's a really big deal because that holds us to an, a level of ethical standards and a level of practice standards that these other companies don't. The other one that I really like is, um, integrative nutrition because they also combine the nutrition piece with the functional medicine or with the health coaching piece. Um, another great one is well coaches. And then there's Dr. Sears health coaching Academy. All three of those are coaches that I would hire into my company. So I'm now in the CEO role. And I hire health coaches and functional medicine, nutrition, and I will not look at someone's resume unless they've been through one of those four programs or they're board certified through a separate program. Um, there are man, probably a hundred thousand companies online right now. Like if you Google health coach certification, you can find a health coach certification that's 550 bucks. And they say that they're going to give you a certificate and that is dangerous. Like, please don't do that. Um, find the program that is going to give you the training that you need to actually help your clients and keep your clients safe. So those four, and then make sure that it sets you up to take the NBC HWC national board certification. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. I, yeah. I, I know, you know, as a coach myself, like I, I totally understand the, the, the path to certification and, and, you know, the ability to just step into a coach role with, without any, uh, I don't know, without any credentials or without any education or without any learning. Um, and you know, when you're dealing with body chemistry, I mean, there could be some pretty immediate, uh, pretty immediate consequences I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Like for example, um, if you have a client on a blood thinner, so on warfarin or some kind of blood thinner, and you recommend that they take a D three K two supplement, which is one of my favorite supplements, you can be responsible for their death because K two causes clotting. And if they're on an anti-clotting medication, those react. And if you, if you don't know that, like Google tells you that D three and K two should be paired together. So you would tell someone that, and it's really, really dangerous. So yeah, if you're going into health coaching, spend the money and the time to get the education so that you can keep your clients at baseline safe. Yeah. And so what if you want to hire a coach? I mean, obviously Hallybrook is (laughs) stop number one, but if you want to hire a health and wellness coach, then like, what are the resources that someone should use for doing that research? Yeah, absolutely. Number one, look at their website, see if they have the national board certification on there. Um, you can only get that logo if you've been nationally board certified. So make sure that they're nationally board certified. That's a really great, safe place to enter. If they're nationally board certified, you are safe with them. Um, another great way to do that is to have a, have a call with them, see if they're doing a free console or something and put on your lenses of 
is this person selling to me or is this person serving me? Um, and sometimes that line is kind of blurry, but you want to talk with a health coach who on that first call says, Hey, I'm here to help you. By the time you get off this call, I would love to help you take that next step, whether that's working with us, or if you're not a good fit for us, I'm going to refer you out. You want to find someone who is, who is looking for your best interest, not their bottom line. Okay. I mean, that's valuable for so many aspects of life. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's an important way to look. I mean, uh, because at the end of the day, is the person I'm bringing in to guide me, uh, are they living by mission or are they living by managing a personal budget? You know? Yes, yeah. exactly. A big difference. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yep. So I know that I know I have my own cadre of, of client stories that I love to fall back on, but uh, I think <laughs> if I add some context to people who aren't familiar with health and wellness coaching, if you could share some of your favorite inspirational client stories, whether they're your clients or just think, you know, people that you you've heard about so that uh, the listeners can have a better understanding of the potential range of impact that they might experience if they worked with a coach. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. I have so many favorite stories. Uh, also <laughs> I just have the coolest clients, but I'll start with this one. Cause this is kind of what popped into my mind when you were telling me your story. So we had a client a mm, couple years ago now who came to us. She had high A1C. She was significantly overweight in the, the risky obesity category, high cholesterol, like all of the nasty things. Um, and she basically came to us as a last resort. She was like, I can either get put on cholesterol lowering medicine, which I know is horrible for my body, or I have to figure out how to get out of the pre-diabetes category and out of the high cholesterol category. We said, okay, cool. We can absolutely help you with that. That's what we do. So we started working on a program designed to lower her cholesterol and lower her A1C. And for the most part, she did great. Um, she made lifestyle changes. She made dietary changes. There are a couple people in her life who were really unhealthy, toxic people. And so we helped her get the skills to kind of, you know, lovingly remove those from her inner circle and then refill her circle with people who are supportive. Yeah. Um, and then she got stuck on cookies, which is so funny. She was doing all of this work she was doing so well and she could not stop eating chocolate chip cookies. Um, she worked in a hospital, so they often had chocolate chip cookies in their nurse room and, um, she would buy chocolate chip cookies on the way home from work. Like she just had this thing with chocolate chip cookies and she ate probably three or four a day. And she just could not, could not figure it out. She knew like how bad they were. She knew she could see her A1C spike. Cause we helped her get a glucose monitor through her insurance. Um, she, she knew all the knowledge was there. And so probably, you know, five or six weeks into this process of, you know, she'd made all of these changes over the course of a couple of months and we're still stuck on cookies. I finally asked her, I was like, when you eat a cookie, what emotion comes up? And she goes, man, you know, I immediately feel comforted. And I said, okay, can you tell me a little bit more about that? What does comforted feel like, you know, who comes to mind when you're comforted? And we, we went a couple of rounds, but she eventually got to you know, my mom passed away when I was 12 and, um, we used to make chocolate chip cookies together. That's how we would connect. Like we would make chocolate chip cookies and we would sit down and we would have a chocolate chip cookie and we'd have this conversation. Huh, this this client makes me cry still two years later. Um, and I said, okay, so chocolate chip cookies are not about you, you know, needing to binge eat. They're not about the lack of knowledge that you have about what sugar is doing your bot to your body. They're about connection to this 
absolutely vital, important person in your life who you're not able to connect with anymore. And I said, so what if we do some brainstorming around what are some other ways that you could connect to mom and feel that comfort without, you know, going down this road that, you know, is going to kill you and end you up on warfarin and metformin and all these other things. And she said, yeah, okay, let's do that. So we made a list of all of these things that also help her feel connected to mom. Um, her mom loved to play with a dog. Um, she had a dog as a kid growing up. She loved to journal. They would do art projects together. We came up with this whole list and I said, all right, would you be willing for one week? Like give me seven days. If you, if it doesn't work, you can go back to cookies. Anytime you feel like you want a cookie, do one of these other activities instead. And if it's a situation where you're at work and you, you know, can't like sit down and make an art project, put a note in your calendar that that's what you need to do this evening when you get home. And she's like, yep, I'll totally do that. So we did that for a week and she ended up in this beautiful place of like, I've never felt more connected to my mom ever before. Yeah. She started processing these emotions that she had never processed before. Um, since her mom died when she was 12 and she got to this beautiful place of healing that had nothing to do with her A1C. It had nothing to do with her cholesterol. It had everything to do with emotions and this really awful, painful thing that she'd gone through. And the result was that we got her A1C down and we got her cholesterol down and she lost about 150 pounds and she got her life back. Um, but she also got her emotions back. And that's one of my favorite stories because that's what health coaching is. And that's what nutritional counseling is. Like your nutritionist can tell you all day to stop eating chocolate chip cookies, but if it's connected to something that deep, which most, you know, binge eating, emotional eating pieces are, it's not surface level. Like that is deep work. Um, we're not going to get there. And so, yeah, that's, I have so many client stories, but that's one of my favorites. Oh, I love that. No, that's super powerful. And like, for me, like I, I'm, I'm just like sitting here, like nodding, nodding, nodding. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it, lady. I get it. Like, yep. you know, yeah. Call me the chocolate chip cookie lady. Cause like, I get it. I get it. You know, that is powerful. Yep. Um, yeah. what are some, uh, what are some other types of ways that you or your team has been impactful in life? So you've been able to kind of d- deal with that emotional tie to mm-hmm. food or food behaviors, um, you know, what's something maybe like, I don't know, is there, is there a different type of objective that's very different from that, that clients might come in and ask about? Mm, yeah. So we also do a lot of work with clients who have anxiety and depression. Oh, we, yeah, we have, so I run something called the nourish network and the idea behind the nourish network is creating in network prices for out of network people. And so I have some really strategic partnerships with counselors and psychiatrists and sort of these mental health professionals because gut health is directly tied to mental health. And I know that we talked about this a little bit before, but I'm going to go there now. Go there. Um, go there. And so, yeah, so gut health, a couple fun functional medicine facts, 95% of your serotonin is created in your large intestine. So when we're dealing with anxiety, yeah. Right. I had no <laughs> idea. Most people don't. Most people don't. Wow. And so when we're dealing with anxiety and depression, you know, um, antidepressants are life-saving medicine. They are so helpful and they are incredible. And we are big fans of them and all they do, their selective serotonin and or selective serotonin and norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors, which means all they're doing in your body is whatever level of serotonin and norepinephrine you already have. They're just preventing your body from absorbing that so that your brain can keep reusing that. They're not actually helping you increase your serotonin and your norepinephrine. Um, your gut is what happens, what, what that does. So 
Um, we have a bunch of partnerships with these mental health professionals who send us people who say, you know, this person is doing all the work on the mental health side, but they're just struggling on the physical side. And so we'll do a gut repair protocol with them and their anxiety goes from a 10 to a seven. And then their counselor can step in and help them get from a seven to a two um, and vice versa. You know, we're people come to us directly with anxiety and depression and with just a gut health protocol, we can get them from a 10 to a, a four, and then we can refer them to a counselor and the counselor can get them from a four to a one. Um, that's a, that's a huge piece of what we do is that, and then we do a lot of work with adrenal health. So people who are dealing with chronic fatigue or chronic stress, your adrenals are a fairly, um, sensitive organ in your body. They're really only designed to trigger when we need to run away from a bear. They're not designed to trigger all day, every day with all of the things that cause us anxiety from opening our email to whatever it is. Um, and so a lot of people are dealing with chronic fatigue and brain fog and weird aches and pains that are linked to adrenal and thyroid health. And so we can help get those rebalanced and then give them their life back. So there's some Uh, examples. That is fascinating. I, I, I had no idea that I had no idea that health and wellness coaching applied to so many different aspects, like, like anxiety and depression. I would have never, I mean, like I think about it rationally based on my experience and the mood altering effects of, of my diet. And yeah, absolutely. Right. It makes sense. But like, I'd never put two and two together. You know, one other thing that I've always found so interesting is, um, do you know who Michelle Visage is? No, tell me. Okay. So Michelle Visage, she uh, was a musical performer and a DJ in New York city back in the nineties. And she is uh, RuPaul's best friend. And she is one of the uh, judges on RuPaul's drag race. And um, (laughs) that's awesome. And so the reason she's relevant to me right now uh, uh, in this conversation is that a RuPaul's podcast was one of my two model podcasts. Like one of my two inspirational podcasts for how I wanted my podcast to be because RuPaul and her guests laugh a lot. Like they lose and laughter a lot. Um, my other was Oprah, um, but uh, you know, you can't go wrong with emulating Oprah, (laughs) Oprah, you know, but anyway, um, and Michelle Visage on the podcast talked a lot about how her life has completely changed from adjusting her diet, uh, away from inflam inflammation causing or inflammatory foods. I don't know if that's the right way to explain it. hundred percent. It completely changed her, um, autoimmune systems and like, ev- like everything about her is different now because she found out the foods that cause inflammation in her body and just eliminated them. And yep. is, is that something that you work with people on as well? Yes, that is. So the core four things that we work with people on are adrenals, um, detox and inflammation, which is a huge one, gut health and hormone balance. Those are like the four things that we do and inflammation, man, like where to even start (laughs) inflammation is, I would say the root of all chronic illness in the United States. It just is. Um, and I would say the absolute majority of Americans and probably people in Western society have inflammation in their body because we are just feeding ourselves junk. We call it, so the standard American diet, if you turn that into an acronym, we call it the sad diet. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's really sad. Like we are eating 
Everything on our, our plate is beige or brown. There's no color. It is calorie rich and nutriently, nutriently, that's not a word, but nutrient worthless. And then we're surprised that we don't function well. Like to, to boil it down, it's the same thing as like, if I put diesel in a gas car, we're not going to work very well. But yet humans, which are the most complex system on the planet, like we cannot mimic them with any technology that we have so far. We just assume if I put junk in me, I'll be fine. Yeah. When, you know, like simple systems, if I put junk in them, they don't work. So yeah, inflammation, um, inflammation is caused by, uh, foods that cause a cytokine storm. It's caused by, uh, gut permeability, which means the foods that you're eating are leaking out into the rest of your body. And then your immune system is freaking out and recognizing the spaghetti that you just ate as a foreign invader and going and tacking that like a virus, which if you think about how you feel when you have a virus, you're tired, you have brain fog, you're fatigued, you feel achy. Well, now that's happening every single time you eat because you're eating inflammatory foods that are causing raging inflammation in your body. So yeah, if we can get people to eat alkalizing anti-inflammatory diets, we solve 90% of the chronic illness in the country. We solve heart disease. We solve Alzheimer's, we solve diabetes, we solve, um, rheumatoid arthritis. We solve most chronic illnesses. I imagine that there must be a connection between that. And you look at a society like Japan where people live long, healthy lives and there's just gotta be a connection there. There's a huge connection. I mean, if we look at a typical Japanese diet, um, there's not a ton of meat. It's really vegetable heavy. Um, it's cooked largely in water. Like a lot of Japanese foods are steamed. They're not cooked in these gross oils. There are good oils, olive oil, avocado oil, peanut oil is not one of them. Um, yeah. And so we look at these cultures who eat real food, mostly plants and not too much. And they have lifespans that are double ours. Like to meet a 105 year old Japanese man is actually not that surprising to meet a 105 year old American. You're like, well done, dude. (laughs) You did something right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. So, you know, (laughs) I I was listening to you talk about kind of how like the spaghetti you just ate was, was an invader. And, you know, at the, at the height of my binging, um, there's this restaurant called Buca de Beppo. It's a chain. I don't know. Some people know about it. I know that one. Yeah. And you go and you buy family style, uh, you know, plates where like they bring out a tray of pasta or whatever it is. And so, uh, back when, 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 when I was at the end of it, I would go, my Friday night partying was to go to Buca de Beppo. I would buy two catering trays. Oh no, Johnny. Pasta. <laughs> I would go home, take off my clothes, sit in my underwear on the edge of my bed, watching TV and I would have a quarter of a seven layer cake and two catering trays of pasta. And I would, oh, friend. It, I would eat it all. And then let me tell you what would happen, Hallie. I would pass out. Like uh-huh. my, body, my body would just, it couldn't handle 14,000 calories of carb, fat, oil, grease, sugar, all it couldn't handle it. And I would just pass out. And the next day I would wake up so hungover and I would just like, there's just like empty food containers everywhere. And it was such a small, dark life, you know, and it's, but, but I think about 
you know, when you say, oh yeah, just that plate of spaghetti you had was like a foreign invader. And it made me think about the attack, like the, the math, the, the weapon of mass destruction that was my Friday, every Friday, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's, yep. And now your immune system and your body, which is designed to keep you alive, your immune system is going like, and it like, of course you're sleeping because it needs to spend a hundred percent of your energy cleaning up that mess. It can't function. It can't give you energy to keep your brain on. It, it just has to, to clear the, clear the mess. Wow. Oh, so let me ask you then, uh, bringing it back to my, to, to the show's roots, how (laughs) does this all tie into spiritual growth, living Mm. spiritual life? I love that question. So I say to my clients all the time, you know, we have a mind because we have a body to house it and we have a spirit because we have a body to house it. And we have, um, we have a body that only operates when our mind is functioning well. And when we are spiritually well, and these things, I think we so often separate these things. Like I have my spiritual practices and then I have my physical practices and then I have my nutrition and they all fall in these different buckets. And it's so unhelpful for us to put them in different buckets because it's all linked. Like when you, this is one of my favorite things. This, this is, I love this. When you cut into a bell pepper. Yeah. When you cut into a bell pepper and you open it up and you see all of those little tiny seeds, hundreds of them that create this beautiful food that, you know, I can get really nerdy and I can say, okay, the red is lycopene and it's going to help my body process sun. Like that's a spiritual experience for me. And I think so many people separate food, especially from that spiritual piece. Like food is just how I I'm just hungry. So I eat, but oh my gosh, like cut into an apple sideways and look at the fact that there's a star in it. Like that's not, that's not a mistake. That's pretty, that's pretty incredible. Look at a walnut. Walnuts are one of the best brain foods that we have. They look like a brain. Yeah, they do. Like eating food is a spiritual experience and cultures who have this down, like ancient Jewish cultures who practiced Shabbat and had a meal. And that meal is directly tied to worshiping their God. Um, Buddhist cultures who do the same thing. Like they have this meal and that meal is directly tied to like their love of people fasting when we remove food and that becomes a spiritual experience. Like we've just completely divorced our bodies and our spirits and we're suffering the consequences of it. Same thing with movement, like, you know, going on a run and you get that runner's high, that is a spiritual experience that you only get if you are fit enough to push past that point. Like you only get to experience a runner's high. If you can go run and walk for long enough to get there. Um, you only get to experience that absolute boost of energy and joy and life. When you go lift heavy weights, if you go lift heavy weights. Um, yeah. And so the fact that we divorce these things is just so unhelpful (laughs) for our actual experience of life. Um, yeah, we, we have to put them back together. We are mind, body, spirit, and those things only exist in that threesome. We don't have a spirit. If we don't have a mind, we don't have a body. If we don't have a spirit, like all of these pieces, and we can, you know, talk about what happens after death and our spirit leaves our body. And that's a beautiful thing. And, and yes, but right now I'm a human and I have flesh on and my spirit lives in my body. So if I don't take care of this body, I can do all the spiritual work on the planet. And I, I, there's still more like there's, I'm not going to hit that level. Excellent. 
Thanks for wrapping that up with a bow. That was nicely done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so if the listeners want to learn more about the services that you offer and your practice and, and you know, good information about health and wellness, uh, what would you recommend? Yeah, absolutely. Go to our website. That's the best place to get in touch with us. Um, there's a little button at the top that says book a free consult. And that is not a sales call. That's a, Hey, you need some help on your health and wellness journey. Let's help you take that step. It might look like working with us. It might look like we refer you out or send you somewhere else. So book a free consult, www.livenourished, L-I-V-E-N-O-U-R-I-S-H-E-D coaching.com. You can connect with us on Instagram at live nourished. You can connect with us on TikTok. We have one of those now. Thank you to my operations director. Um, (laughs) You can connect with us on TikTok and then I'll, Johnny, I'll send you a link to a freebie gut health guide that kind of ties the gut health piece back to the mental health piece. And so I'll give you that link and your listeners can download that for free and and dig in and see what fits. Yeah. That's great. I'll put that in the show notes. That's great. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing such a wealth of experience. It's been really educational for me. Um, I, I didn't expect to enjoy this episode as much as I did. I thought I would find it interesting, but I didn't Mm -hmm. think that I would really truly have fun. And I had fun. So thank you for that. Thank you. I had fun too. This is, this was wonderful. And getting to hear a piece of your story. I treasure stories. They matter to me. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. All right, everybody. I so appreciate you tuning into us here on Refractive. And as you go out in the world and meet all sorts of different people, having all sorts of different experiences, Remember to aim your light. Take care. You've been listening to Refractive Podcast, and this is Johnny G. If you found today's content uplifting, if you think it might make somebody's day better, give it a share on social media, click like, subscribe. All those things help to expand this podcast's availability to new audiences. I'm a speaker, a coach, and a facilitator based out of Washington, D.C., but I travel a lot. If you think I can be of service to you or to your organization, help people get unstuck or move into their authentic power, shoot me an email. My email address is refractivepodcast at gmail.com. Take care. Thanks for listening and aim your light.